So take two. <laughs> take two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. So, um, is the name of our podcast. Because yeah. we're not experts and we're flying by the seat of our pants here. And I'm not going to go through that long-winded explanation every time we have to restart this. Because I feel like this won't be the last time. No, it's it's totally cool. Um, well, James and I, oh, I'm Estelle, and that was James. Um, well, we were both in a band together a few years ago, a punk band that was loud and ridiculous, and there was a lot of throwing things, rolling around on the floor, and random whatever, you know, random things happening. Um, and the band name was called Okay. It was originally out of the kitchen, but we shortened it. Yes, so it'd be easier and for a multitude of reasons, I guess. And because uh, Zach, who was in our band, kind of would always just refer to the band as okay anyways. (laughs) That that is true. And it kind of set a good expectation, too. Like We didn't want to oversell ourselves. You know, wanted people to know that we weren't like the best band, but we were pretty okay. Yeah, all the oh my god, all the puns, all the jokes. Oh yeah, that to me was my favorite part. At least one of them. But uh, but yeah. yeah. So, we so why don't we start off by saying uh, like what we want to get out of this, like what why we're making a podcast. You want to go first, or you want me to? Um, you can go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, basically, I mean, I've always kind of wanted to make a podcast just because uh, I feel like it, it, it's a it's a medium of art that I can keep up with. Used to be into the whole music thing, but I'm a little too busy these days for that. And hopefully, this will be uh, like a little less time consuming than being in a band. And yeah. I also m- missed the heck out of you, honestly. Aww. And well, yeah. <laughs> and I think this will be a good way to make sure that we, you know, chit chat every now and then, and maybe hang out sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And so you're like, just missing our hangout sessions, basically. Yeah, I- I'm trying to uh, <laughs> to capitalize on our friendship here. <laughs> yes. 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 And I mean. Personally, if I can just talk for, you know, however long, if this is going to be like an hour or so about my favorite thing in the world, music um, that I love to make and create and just experience, even if it's not, you know, necessarily me knowing every little bit and piece about an artist or a band but kind of more making it personal and about why it's important to me um I would love to do so and talking about it with you who I feel like we would have so much fun or we're going to have so much fun doing this oh yeah I think that this is an awesome experience and Definitely. hope that everyone enjoys it as and, well. And <laughs> I find it difficult in day-to-day life to find people that you can talk to at length about like your more obscure musical tastes. I mean, I don't know about you, but I pretty much just hang out with a baby. Uh, most <laughs> and, you know, he's cute as hell, but not the best conversationalist yet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's going to end up liking a lot of weird and like cool music because of you. I hope so. I really do. But right now he's pretty <laughs> much just into the wiggles and that's that's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your favorite. No, well, but he's got time. He's got time. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. So much, yeah. all of it. And uh, I do just want to add also that... Um, Like, another ulterior motive of mine is that I want, like, recently I've been trying to um, express some of the more feminine aspects of my personal identity, and um, 
part of that involves working on my voice because I feel like I have a, a pretty masculine sounding voice most of the time and that's a bit of a roadblock for me. So like I try to practice sounding more ladylike sometimes, which obviously I'm not really doing right now. Um, but it requires a lot of like focus and concentration and talking to yourself for long periods of time, which is not my strong suit. Um, and so in future episodes, if, you know, I sound different, don't be surprised. It's, it's still me, but, uh, yeah, that's just a little, a little side effect of this project that I'm hoping will come about. Does that make any sense? Because, oh, hello. Outside. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. <laughs> I like. All right. Sorry. I'm just like hearing these weird noises. Like, outside. Weird noises. Yeah, like creepy noises. Oh, about, I don't know. Are you about to get murdered by Yeah, like there's like a door cr- Okay. Never mind. All right. Um well, yeah. So I I'm so glad that you asked me to do this with you. Like I kind of feel almost like honored. Um it, like I don't know. It's I know it's just like a thing that you're trying to work on and I know we're both we're both queer and everything and like it's not like a like a new thing to people who know us but like obviously like doing certain things to feel more like yourself um like I understand you know it can be difficult so I don't know it it, like means a lot that you just like asked me out of all the people in the world to just, like, do this with you. Well, I mean, out of all the people in the world, you're the one that I feel the most comfortable with um, showing that part of myself. Seeing as, oh. you know, I've, I've worn dresses on stage with you and stuff, so I feel like it's not too weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, once you've thrown bloody tampons at a crowd with somebody, there's yeah. no other barriers between you and your friendship yep, with them. Yep. That was, like, <laughs> one of the most fun things. That was the most fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the beauty of being in a punk rock band, because very rarely was... in your life do you have an opportunity to throw bloody feminine supplies at people and for them yeah, to be then... receiving of that gesture. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then to be, like, talking about, you know, issues and random things like that but in a very entertaining theatrical crazy way even though sometimes I definitely feel like I would go a little bit overboard and I do apologize for that that's okay that's okay it was good it was great (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad you feel that way it was all part of the show you know yeah it was but um i don't want to talk too much about our our old adventures um yeah why don't we get into the primary like the real meat of the show and talk about what we have been listening to so i've already forgotten how to pronounce the band that you were telling me about how what is it shiba maku or no (laughs) it's pronounced chibo mato and it's spelled C-I-B-O space M-A-T-T-O. Okay. And yeah, they are a band from New York. It was like, they were started by these two um, Japanese women and um, later on had like different band members throughout. But um, they're kind of like, like art pop, trip hop, like, they're really I don't know I think they're really interesting and I got into them because I really liked um like 
Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio um, or playing that, um, that video game when I was younger. And they had a song in um, Jet Set Radio Future, which came out on the Xbox and like when the original Xbox and when my brother got one when it first came out uh like I think as a Christmas present or something I remember playing that game and I was like this is so cool (laughs) I like I don't know if you've ever played it basically you're um you rollerblade around in like Neo Tokyo and you are like spray painting the city and everything and there's like a lot going on in the game and I don't really want to like explain the whole premises of it but like um but this one song out of all of the songs in the soundtrack even though they were all awesome this one song called birthday cake it really stuck out to me and then at some point I like found out who played that song and I found out that it was them and it's like so weird like or I don't know it's like I feel like to a lot of people it might be weird 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 how um it's very loud and kind of in your face and fun, but it's talking about um, this mom who wants to make a birthday cake for her son and his wife. And it's, it's, I'm going to like look up the lyrics right now because the song is just like, it's, it's mostly the lyrics that are really funny. And actually the band started by just writing songs that were mainly about food and just like having fun with that. And then later on, they started going into more serious um, topics with Mm. their song. But like that, I don't know. It just like, okay. Like the first line, like the chorus is shut up and eat. Too bad, no bon appetit. Shut up and eat. You know my love is sweet. And it's like being yelled at you. With like... I don't know. It just sounds... You'd have to hear it. Like it, it just, They were trying to channel that childhood memory. Telling them to just eat their freaking food so that they won't starve to death. Like that kind of... <laughs> kind of yeah it's just like oh my god like there's there's just so much going on the the like can you, one of the can you, what sorry, go, ahead. go ahead oh i thought you, you were asking me something um like she's saying like pour berries into my bowl add milk from two months ago it's moldy mom isn't it and then the mom's just like i don't give a flying fuck though <laughs> like and then she starts like yelling at him again and it's it's just like it's really i don't know it's really like energetic and like out there and like sounds like kind of futuristic which is what like they were kind of going for and even with the game um jets at radio future that's kind of what they were going for back in like 2001 i believe when it came out oh ancient history yeah ancient history (laughs) but it's kind of like I don't know. It just makes me think of like cyberpunk stuff. It's oh, God. okay. So I'm not, like super familiar with what? I'm not like super familiar with what trip hop is. That what you called it? Yeah. So like, what? describe to me like what what does that sound like exactly? What does that sound like okay? Like is um, it electronic? 
instruments or is it like more like punk rock kind of stuff or well it's kind of like it's it's basically like a style of dance music that has like some slower tempos but it combines hip-hop and like sometimes like reggae or like ambient sounds in there it's like it's kind of its own um it's like it's its own category in like hip-hop and dance music it's just some of their music is pretty mellow sounding where there's like some like rapping aspects but it's just like more almost as if they're just talking at you or like not talking at you but like talking to you right and mostly the background that you hear or like the weird lyrics and then it just goes into some i don't know there's just some like uh weird noises just going on in the background and then like all of a sudden the song kind of sounds like it changes and doesn't sound like the same song but it is or like the vocals get like go in and out or just there it's just kind of like slower and more ambient kind of hip-hop i guess okay that's so. that sounds pretty cool though so like um like the song structure changes a lot in ways that are like unexpected and so like it kind yeah. of goes and like is constantly pulling you in different directions yeah because it's like it's 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 very artsy it's very like you are i don't know it, it's not always um something that would be in the mainstream necessarily i feel personally yeah. but i feel like maybe artists such as the like gorillas or something were had some of that or some of those elements in their music and it's actually funny because um the main vocalist in Chibomato she was actually the voice of Noodle from the gorillas but anyways oh, really? that's a different story it just like relates, I think. Yeah. Of. Well, yeah. I think that paints a pretty good picture of like what they would sound like. Like you could imagine yeah, playing a yeah. show with the gorillas. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like but... you said that they they've started out talking about food stuff and they got more serious. Like what kind of serious stuff do they talk about? Is it like a pastries to politics kind of story or? <laughs> a little bit. Um, like I know in their second album, uh, well, their fir- the first album is called Viva La Woman. And it's funny because, as I said, most of the songs had to do with, or like at least the titles or whatever was written in the songs had to do with food. And then the second album is called Stereotype A. Um, and one of their songs, which is called, um, I believe it's the song Sci-Fi Wasabi. Yeah. I love Fun that to- already. <laughs> yeah. Um they're talking about like the economic like duality in New York City and that how it didn't have it doesn't have like as much um equality and everything. And so it kind of goes from like for instance, okay. Like some of the songs in their first album Beside, I'm like talking besides the EPs that they've had, which were also some songs that uh, went on to their first album. And I believe possibly some songs that went on to their second. Don't quote me on that, though. <laughs> but um, uh, let's see here. Oh, no, like, you said it. it it's, it's the reality of it now. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm advertising this as like we're the we are the world's foremost authority on these matters. So if yeah. you said it, it's probably true. It's it's definitely a hundred percent true. But like the yeah. track tra- the track listing is like the first song is called Apple. The next one's called Beef Jerky. The third is Sugar Water. 
white pepper ice cream birthday cake know your chicken which is a really funny song and that music video is ridiculous but i love it and then theme the candy man la peine perdue and artichoke and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like they didn't know what they read their songs about and they just looked at the receipt from their last trip to the grocery store. I feel like that could totally be possible. That that sounds pretty great. <laughs> um yeah. Oh my god. I um one of their like their first music video was from the song Sugar Water and it's actually really cool because they're both of the um both of them are like doing their day-to-day like uh i don't know they're just doing they're like they're waking up and then doing stuff during their day and then going back to sleep but it shows one of them in reverse and then the other ones like going like right, you know, forward. And then they meet up in the middle, where I think one of them like runs over the other with a car and hit like yeah. <laughs> one's on like a moped or a motorcycle. And um yeah, I don't know. It's I just think like they also don't even have many music videos at all, which I think is really interesting but it could like i don't know why that is if that's the choice that they made or if they weren't um or if it was just like record labels or whatever it was but i think the music videos they have are pretty fun and like artistic like the one for their song know your chicken they have like someone dressed up as a chicken just like <laughs> dancing around with them and stuff it's just like it's just so much fun and i love it and i'm kind of really happy that this was the first band that i got to talk about because i feel like i've been slightly I don't know, slightly if not like extremely inspired by them to just write whatever I want. Like just like weird whatever music comes to my head and it's like really cool and going to be hopefully reciprocated well by other people but like they seem to do a good job so like you know, I don't know. I mean, and it, it just like, like it... no, go ahead. It reminds. I I was just saying, like, it makes me think of my childhood and the things that I enjoyed that kind of like have slowly shaped me into being the person that I am now. Especially mm-hmm. when I look back, you know. Plus, I feel like they were really like ahead of their time, personally. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Because they the band started in like ninety four, oh, and wow. yeah, and I feel like their music could have come out now, and people would still really enjoy it. Yeah, well, it's good that like that didn't stop them because I feel like a lot of times uh, artists will like kind of get their foot in the door of like you know the public sphere, like ahead of their time and like people aren't really ready to receive their style yet and so then it ends up like tearing the band apart and then like what could have been a beautiful thing ends up being nothing just because it it was too soon you know yeah I agree I mean I know that they're not like they're not together anymore they're doing things on their own I'm not sure why I don't think it's I think they're just doing their own thing, but um, like their last album they came out with actually was like after like a, just a 10 year hiatus of just, you know, doing their own stuff. And it came out in 2014, but um, 
Ugh, it would be cool if they got back together, but it sounds like they're not going to. But well, still, you I still, I still think that what they did was amazing, and you know, hopefully, it inspires more people as well. well it's and inspiring you right now, isn't it? You're right. You're right. You're very right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like. I'm sure if you were to talk to them about it, the fact that, like, even one person is still, like, holding their work as an important part of their life, like, that is every artist's dream right there. Even if it was just you listening to it, that they would be psyched to hear that. Aww. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you're not the only one, especially not once this super famous podcast get out in the world and everybody's going to go looking them up and they're going to have a yeah. resurgence. Yeah, of, of stardom, <laughs> and everyone should play Jet Set Radio, Jack Ryan Radio, Jet Set Radio Future. So great, such great <laughs> game with great music, including their music. So yeah, check that out. And I also think, um, well, actually, no, I know that they, um, for a period of time. Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son, who I don't really, I'm not really a huge fan of John Lennon himself, but Sean Lennon was in the band for like a period of time. Um, Not during their first album, it was during their second. And then they became friends, like really good friends with Yoko Ono, which I personally think is cool, especially since we had a song that was literally like an ode to Yoko Ono. (laughs) Oh wow, that's a bold <laughs> stance to take. <laughs> but right. yeah, I don't know all the details about everything, but I do like know about that. I remember looking that up or just finding that out and being like, "What? Oh wow, that's so like that's so interesting." Um, because I do I do like to find out as much information as I can about artists, but. All like sometimes you know you just listen to something and you're just like this is really cool and you just I don't know I, I just usually want to know more and I'm I'm typically the kind of person that listens to like the entire discography of a band but I still don't necessarily know every single bit and piece about a band and everything that has gone into their whole history. I try to know as much as I can, but I know I can't retain all of that information. And yeah. Yeah. So. I think like that behind the scenes stuff, it can like enrich um, like a piece of music or an album to a, to a degree, like knowing Uh, certain parts of the history of like the artists but i feel like it's also easy to get bogged down in that stuff where Mm -hmm. like you know you don't don't need to know the favorite food of the bassist of led zeppelin no no and it's about you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and like some people they, they get a lot of fulfillment out of like learning all the trivia and stuff and that's cool but i'm definitely not into that i'm with you <laughs> i think it's better to just focus on their music yeah i feel like yeah, appreciating their music is like honestly what they would want and if you know more then that's that's great but yeah, yeah. i think the one thing that I do actually think is kind of important sometimes, or like most of the time, is, you know, when you first hear some songs that you like, but you kind of don't necessarily hear them as what they are, and you maybe make up your own lyrics in your head, and then, <laughs> like, you look up the lyrics later, and you're like, oh, I yeah. not the right thing. <laughs> I do feel like that's kind of important sometimes. I am I am very guilty of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this isn't the album I want to talk about today, but have you listened to um, Macklemore's last album, uh, This Unruly Mess? I have a bit. 
I didn't get, like, too into it, but I have a little bit. Okay, because, like, half of the lyrics on that whole album I was totally mishearing, and, like, having gone back and, like, looked up the lyrics to some of the songs, it completely changes the experience for me. Like, he's not talking about any of the stuff I thought he was talking about. And, like, (laughs) I find especially with hip-hop, that is a common mistake to make, because they talk so fast, you know? Yes, yes. There's actually the actually one of the first lines in the song Birthday Cake that I was talking to you about. It mm-hmm. sounds like what's being said is um, I'm cooking for my son. I'm his wife. It's his 30th birth- uh, birthday. But she's saying she's actually saying I'm cooking for my son and his wife. Oh. <laughs> and like, but for all the years that I've heard the song before, like when I was younger, before I really had access to the internet, I always thought it was that. And I just thought it was like a little fun little joke that was in the song because the whole song, it just sounds like it's just fun and like ridiculousness anyways, which is what they were kind of going for. But yeah, that's not the correct uh, <laughs> in the song. <laughs> See, it just goes to show that there's a fine line between a healthy relationship and a dilip- uh, a uh, crippling Oedipus complex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, what? On that note, uh, on that note, um, I think we need to take a break for a minute um, for technical reasons that have nothing to do with the fact that I need to use the bathroom right now, and then okay. we, can, we can get back into this conversation in just a minute. All right. All right, and here we'll put a fun little uh, jingle as a transitionary thing, or maybe a word from our sponsors that we definitely have because we're a very popular uh, podcast. Sponsors <laughs> and jingles are fun too. Yes, absolutely. All right, okay. I'll be right back. All right. Hello. Hello again. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know what I just Pardon realized. Sure. Oh, I just realized that I feel like um, the first recording that we did might end up being published. Did you hear me? It might end up being what now? It might end up being published. I don't know if they just get published. Uh, I heard. Oh. We'll see, I guess. No, I think you have to, like, actively do that, because I know there's, okay. like, a, a mid-processing part where, like, you need to, uh, like, add in an episode type script. Like, there's an opportunity for editing and publish it. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I apologize. <laughs> it's also entirely possible that it is public and that everybody in the world is listening to it right now. Yeah. Which... Be... Yeah, I, I think I think we did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> on that first part. Until the Wi-Fi cut out. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, everything before that was great. <laughs> yeah. You know what we didn't explain? What's that? I just want to explain real quick. That pretty much today, this exact day that we're doing this first podcast, we came up with the title for the podcast over the oh, phone. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, and that's uh that's pretty much our style. I mean yeah. when we were in that band together, I'm pretty sure we booked our first show before our bassist knew how to play the bass. Yeah. Or we had any songs put together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was still a fun time and it motivated us to just like bust our yeah. butts and just do it. So hopefully the title works for us. I, I think it will serve us quite well. And you know what? We can always change it later on if we if we feel the need. Yeah. Even though I don't think we will. But, yeah. I, yeah. I think we hit it out of the park with the title. I, yeah. I don't mean to brag, but I'm pretty good at naming things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, have you met my son? Because his name is Treo, and you can't beat that. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway. But back yeah. to the show. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about uh, 
the uh, Shiba Inu. What, what, well, what are they called again? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Shibo Mato. Shibo no, Mato. I, I think I've pretty much said mostly what I would have liked to say. Their album, okay. Viva La Woman, and all of their music is really cool. They're really like quirky and like whimsical and like everything is just I want to say awesome and yes yeah so now it is time for you okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah this is the part of the show where I ramble on about Woody Guthrie Um, all right I don't know how familiar you are with Mr. Guthrie, but um, not too he, much. Yeah. yeah, he was a folk singer who was uh, pretty active in like the 20s and 30s and a little bit into the 40s. Um, I, I started listening to him um, seriously anyway when. I don't know, somebody mentioned something about him, like, being the pioneer of American folk music, like, in okay. and, in popular culture, which in a lot of ways is true. Uh, he, he was one of the first people to be famous for folk music, um, certainly not the only one, and he definitely no. didn't do that by himself, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, like, he wrote that song, This Land is Your Land, that one that we all learned in elementary school. Oh, this yes. land is your land, this land is my land. Um, and that's kind of like his most well-known song. And it's pretty good, you know. Um, it's got some of those beloved communist undertones to it that he's so popular for. Mm-hmm. Um, it, which is one of the things that I like about him. Like, um, he, he was a, a bit of a communist, but like he did it before that whole Cold War situation where it wasn't exactly like uncool to do it. So like, you know, most oh. hipsters these days will say, oh, I was doing that before it was cool, but he was doing it before it was uncool because he's just that awesome. <laughs> um, Sounds like it, like for real. Yeah. But the reason that uh, I I've hold him so dearly to my heart now isn't because he's like a particularly amazing singer-songwriter because like he's pretty i mean by every objective standard he's not very impressive (laughs) Uh, he's not not the best singer in the world he didn't have any amazing lyrics he's a decent good but um the the recording techniques that they had available at the time make it kind of difficult to appreciate like the music that was going on in the background because like he was basically singing into a tin can and so, like, the recordings that exist today are of a very low quality, and you can pretty much just make out the vocals and a little bit of uh, some instrumentation underneath that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, my brother put it the best way. He is all X Factor. Like, there's huh. nothing singular that you can point to about his style that you can say, like, oh, yeah, that's what makes it good. Um, like, it just it just is good. Like his character that he projects and um, like some of the ideals that he pushes in his songs, uh, like are things that we can all kind of get behind. Like, you know, he sings a lot about, um, you know, the difficulties that people have in a struggling economy because he became popular during the dust bowl and the depression. And so like, he kind of allowed people of, a venue to commiserate about like you know losing their entire lifestyles things like that um and like it was his music is at once good enough to be admired but like poor enough to feel accessible like you know a, a problem with classical music is it's very good and it's very pretty and it's very technically impressive but it doesn't really feel like it's for me as a common person like it feels like it's for someone who has a better understanding of these things um or like you know someone like Ingve Momstein who's a fantastic guitarist but you need to graduate from Berkeley to appreciate that Mm -hmm. yeah Woody Guthrie is someone that like anyone can listen to 
and feel like the song was written for them. And um, another big part of like his brand is that like he encouraged people to steal his music. Um, what really? Like, yeah, <laughs> he um, he wrote a paper or a flyer or something. I don't know. I don't know how people communicated ideas back then. But like, <laughs> you know, nineteen thirties version of Twitter, um, where he he basically said like, if you steal my music, if you take my hard work and use it for your own purposes, well, you're all right by me. <laughs> you know, like people to take his songs and make them their own. Um, wow. Like he felt like that was the best way to really spread his messages and stuff. And I think I think that's a really cool idea. Um, that is really cool. Why did that change? Because <laughs> then people started making serious money off of music, and like you got to remember, this was back before there really was much of a record industry, because recording music was still fairly new. I mean, like that just came around really at the turn of the 19th century or the 20th uh, yeah. century suppose you're right the, 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 yeah the 1900s basically is when that got started and so like it, there was just starting to be widely distributed um like records basically and like it was music was starting to be played over the radio and like people were making money off of it but not like millions and millions of dollars like they do today and um you know it, it kind of makes you yearn for a simpler time <laughs> But I'm sure it was sometimes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was. Um, but yeah, and he has one song called "Do Re Mi," which is, I would say, his second most popular tune. Okay. Um, like, it, people who listen to old timey folk music would be familiar with it. And um, it's just kind of it's catchy, and it's it's a very narrative song. It tells a story it's like a cautionary tale about um people who were like farmers in the middle of the country leaving because of the dust bowl and going out towards the west coast in california because um like at the beginning of all that trouble that was a good place to go there was there was refuge there there was still space to make a living but um as the dust bowl went on uh, too many people were going out there, basically, and so like the resources uh, were were overwhelmed by the amount of people mm. that were there to like seek asylum, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's not a particularly happy tune, but it was the song that happened to be stuck in my head on the day that my son was born. Oh wow! And yeah, and like I put a lot of thought into. Um, like what my first interaction with him was going to be like mm -hmm. what I would say to him or like, you know, I, I, I was really like amped up for like what my first song that I would sing to him would be. Cause I just, you know, I thought that would be a cute memory to have. Aww. And, um, That's so sweet. I, yeah, I put a lot of thought into it. And then when the moment came and I was sitting there with him in the, uh, like the neonatal intensive care unit there. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, it was just me and him and it was the perfect opportunity and I couldn't think of a single thing. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no. Um, but, like, that song was in my head, and the, uh, I, had, I knew all the words to it, and it wasn't, like, particularly offensive or anything, so I, I sang it to him. Oh. And it, it's kind of sweet, because now, like, whenever he's getting upset, or, like, I'm trying to get him to fall back to sleep or whatever, um, I'll, I'll sing that to him, and he finds it comforting. Even though it's not a particularly comforting song... <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically telling him, like, you know, there is no salvation for your suffering. <laughs> nope, none. Uh, Zero. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, don't even try to improve your situation because everybody's screwed and you're double screwed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, most kids' songs are like that anyway. I mean, Ring Around the Rosie's about the bubonic plague, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we all so used to sing that, that, right? Yeah. And um, it, there is, like, another way to interpret the song where, like, because uh, the, the chorus goes, if you ain't got that do-re-mi boy, um, you better go back to beautiful Texas and, like, all that stuff. But it's basically structured such that, um, like, the idea is if you don't have the do-re-mi, whatever you 
uh, interpret that as uh, you won't find success. But Woody Guthrie, um, you know, he grew up as a, a farmer and then turned himself into a musician. And if he had stayed a farmer, he would have been screwed like everybody else. But since he became an entertainer, he was pretty much in demand anywhere. And so, like, you can look at it as saying, you know, if you have, if you interpret the do re mi as being like a passion or um, a creative talent or like a song in your heart, basically, then you will be okay. And you can go off and be fine in this world, no matter like what troubles you find yourself in, because people will always admire, like people will always need those who are able to, um, you know, create some kind of art in the world. Does that make any sense? That, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it, it, you can look at it as a way of saying, like, look, times may get hard, but, like, as long as you can, um, like, maintain a passion for, like, your art, whatever that might be, um, then you'll be fine. And another way to look at it is uh, do re mi was a common expression for um, money at the time oh, for some oh, reason. Really? Like, yeah, like you know how people will refer to dollars as like greenbacks or whatever other stupid thing. You're right. Um, so like you can also interpret it as saying if you don't have money, then you're screwed. So as long as you've got money, you're fine. <laughs> as long as you have money. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and that's that's a bit more of a cynical view of it, mm-hmm. but you know. But that's what I like about his lyrical style is like it is so simple that like on the surface, it's just kind of a hokey old tune that you might hear on like a hand crank record player. But like there's room for interpretation. Like you can extract meaning out of it that he didn't necessarily put into it. Yeah. And like that's my my favorite kind of art. Me too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like... Yeah. A, a lot of people tend to dismiss that kind of stuff as being like too vague or cryptic, but like there's a purpose to that because it it makes it so it can be anybody's. You know? Exactly. I mean, when anybody writes a song, I feel like they have their own meaning to it, or they could be just writing about whatever you know. Like they could look at something in front of them and just be like, "Oh, I see a lamp. I'm going to write about a lamp." But like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm actually looking at a lamp right now (laughs) but but the thing is it can mean something completely different to a different person or you know and I I totally appreciate that even if you know he didn't necessarily feel like it meant too much to him like or just there was a huge message behind it or maybe there was you know like what's wrong with being cryptic like What's wrong with writing in metaphor? It makes things more interesting sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> and plus, like, I would defy somebody to write a song without using metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and, and still sound good. That would be tricky to do. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it might yeah. be. <laughs> Think about that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Another reason why I like Woody Guthrie so much is, um, like, he's one of those artists that you kind of can't really appreciate at first glance. Because, like, the first time I listened to the album, I could barely sit through the whole thing. Because, like, all the songs sound a little bit the same, and it just makes me feel like I'm in an old folks' home. Because, like, it's very clearly from the 1930s. Yeah. It sounds terrible. (laughs) but like you know I kind of forced myself to sit through it and like like I was just trying to understand why he was a culturally significant figure and like why he was important to other people and like the more you listen to the songs the more you can appreciate the subtle nuances in the lyrics even though they are on their surface very simple like pretty much every one of his songs has it like it has layers there's deeper meanings to it that can be found um even though they sound like he has a whole album that's just about a a dam that was built like 
somewhere in the western part of the country like he got paid to write a song about the dam oh. as an advertisement campaign and like it, it sounds like commercial songs but like they're also just like beautiful odes to the power of nature and oh. like man's ability to overcome these tremendous forces yeah and, yeah that's like yeah. and Plus, like, I just personally kind of love the uh, the whole Dust Bowl aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the romantic image of the American farmer who is paving his way and, I don't know, wearing overalls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just find that appealing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like, I like... So, uh, that, yeah, that, that's pretty much all I've got to say about Mr. Guthrie there. Um, and I do have to get going into work, so I think we might need to call it quits for today. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, and so now comes the fun part of figuring out how to, uh, put this all together and put it out there into the world. I Um, really hope, I really hope that people enjoy this. I really hope that even just one person does, you know? we were talking about before that exactly would mean all the world like an audience can be a single person and that's awesome yeah um but also millions would be nice too because yeah. then we can yeah. make money. <laughs> but uh no don't really have too many expectations we're just putting this out there so yeah. all right just speaking to the void and um, actually, yeah, if anyone is hearing this and wants to, uh, like, ask a question or add a comment or maybe make a correction on something or just say, hey, um, th- th- there's that voice bite. message and we're always happy to hear from people. Yeah. And feel free. Yeah. Feel free to contact us. Also, we are going to leave links to... Um, any of the music that we talked about or just basically anything that we talked about enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Assuming we can figure out how to do that. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We got this. I believe in us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope, um, I hope you have a good time at work. And we will do this again soon. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, so insert catchy sign off phrase here. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) We'll probably write some song and play it at the end for you. All right. See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye.